Hey, it's your girl Ashley Gray coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. And y'all, I went ghost for over a year, but your girl is back. Stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl Ashley Gray creator and host of the Girl Code 101 podcast. And I'm here to tell you that you can listen to Girl Code 101 all the time and not just on Sundays when a new episode is released. Go to www.girlcode101. All of the episodes are there from the very first one up into the most recent one. There are also opportunities to advertise with me as well as be a guest on my show. Yes, I'm doing that. Go to www.girlcode101.com as well as following this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, The Works, all under girlcode101.com. So that way you can stay connected. Again, www.girlcode101.com. So if this is your first time tuning into the Girl Code 101 podcast, welcome. You picked a fantastic time to get Girl Code 101 in your ears. And if you are a returning listener, please don't get me. (laughs) Like, please don't get me. I'm I'm here. I'm here now. I'm back. I'm in full swing. Um, I just want to say thank you to every person who DM'd me, who um, left messages on the Girl Code 101 podcast website for everybody who asks, you know, when is Girl Code 101 coming back? I just want to say thank you because I feel like your questions and your concerns and your desire to want to hear this podcast was the driving force of me getting back on the mic. Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that the 11 months that I went on a hiatus I enjoyed and it was just my way to like take a vacation from like that was not the case at all there were so many different things that transpired that really required me to kind of have to take a step back and put some different things into perspective but I feel like now I have so much ammunition Um, to get behind this mic, to inspire, to uplift, and to talk about the topics that a lot of people um, really need answers for. Um, I think it's important sometimes to really take a break. I mean, it is what it is. Um, If you've listened to some of my previous episodes, I'm really big on making sure that you are taking care of yourself and that, you know, you're getting everything that you need and that you are, you know, applying self-care and knowing when you need to take a step back. And I feel like I I was at that moment where I needed to take a step back figure out some different things and in the process of figuring out different things had some things that you know kind of happened which I feel like is going to be how I'm going to start this Girl Code 101 podcast back up and running um so just kind of giving you like a little background so the last episode that I did was February the 28th of 2021 oh snap so it has been a year I'm sorry (laughs) so um that that episode was stop calling me fast and for for every single girl that have that has ever heard that I am first of all I am so sorry 
You know what I'm saying? Because I have heard that directed at me. And I've also heard other young girls um, be called that. You know, oh, they're fast. You know, you know, stuff like that. So if you have not heard the episode, please, by all means, go back and check that out. As well as any other previous episode before, um, before this episode. But, you know, just kind of kicking it off. First of all, Happy New Year. Um, usually... I would have had like goals and different things to help you catapult yourself into the new year. So, you know, I dropped the ball with that. But I do hope that as this new year has come in, that you did set goals, that you did do what is necessary for you to have a successful year this year. And if you did not start that, that's okay. That does not mean that you can't start, but um, definitely want that to be something that you take into consideration because a lot of times you know people say new year new me you know um it's this constant thing of wanting to be a new person and and it's so funny when we think that that's going to happen when the clock strikes 12 and it doesn't it takes you know planning it takes days sometimes weeks months you know what i'm saying so the fact that um that you even if this is you where you've already started making goals if this is you man like kudos to you and if you haven't started yet like I said that's okay you know we're still fresh into the year there's still many opportunities for you to do that so um yeah I'm gonna do the best that I can to help get you to that point where you um are you have goals and you know what it is that you want and you have the tools to implement that and put it into effect I'm gonna get I'm gonna help you get there you know what I'm saying? I've been gone for a minute and I'm back and I'm going to help you get there. But um, just kind of giving like some back um, information as far as, you know, what's been going on. Um, there's just been a bunch of different things. Some things I'm not ready to talk about yet. And I kind of, you know, battled a lot when it came to, you know, am I going to be so super transparent when it comes to talking about, you know, these different things that have you know, gone on or whatever, but I just kind of feel like in time I can be able to use those different things that have happened to basically give you the tools and the advice that you need just in case somebody else is going through this. So I'm going to, it's not going to be, um, completely telling every single thing, but, um, the main thing is going to be something that I think, um, I'm going to actually turn into a series. So you're going to actually have to keep tuning in every Sunday at six o'clock central standard time to be able to get on board with that series, because I feel like this is going to be something that a lot of people have gone through. Um, so here we go. (laughs) So, um, just to kind of kick it off, you know, um, my mom, she did pass away, um, five months ago. Um, that in itself, I, I just can't even, um, I don't really have words for, um, if anybody has ever lost a parent, um, I've lost both parents. So, you know, I lost my dad when I was 10. And so, you know, my mom five months ago. So, you know, if you've ever lost a parent, you know what I'm saying? Especially a parent that you've been, that you were really close to, you know, um, how that emptiness and you know how it just kind of feels and you you know just just trying to puzzle get like trying to put the pieces to this puzzle back together called life that's real deep you know what I'm saying like (laughs) but you know just for me it was you know my mom was my whole world and you know now I'm trying to figure out um 
pretty much how to put the pieces of my life back together. And when I say um, this is actually going to be a series where I'm going to be talking about the different stages of grief, um, I'm not just talking about in the sense of if you if someone has, has died that you've been close to, but I'm talking about as far as like grief, if you've ever lost, you know, someone or something um, of a of a huge magnitude um, and how the different stages of grief um, play a role you know, in, in that you'd be so amazed. And I think for me, um, I've had, I had always heard about the different stages of grief, but I feel like I'm really going through those different stages of grief. Um, yeah, it, she had been sick for years and, you know, she was able to pass surrounded by people who loved her and, Um, you know, I think for me to know that she's not suffering with the day-to-day things. I mean, she had so many different things that was going on with her body and, you know, doing dialysis three times a week. And if you, if you've ever been on dialysis or know somebody that's been on dialysis, that's a very, very, um, major change in your life. And it takes such a toll on the body. And I just remember there were so many different times where I would see her suffering and just, it would, you know, it would just break my heart. And so like, I'm, I'm, I'm having the difficult time of just, you know, going between the feeling of, I really wish she was still here and I'm grateful that she's not suffering anymore. And, you know, saying this is like, when you when you're going through the different stages of grief like no lie this is the time where you're where you just kind of feeling like everything is all over the place you know you're having all of these different thoughts and you know all of these different things that are just kind of playing a role and then you still have to get up with your day-to-day life you know what I'm saying you still got to get up and you know what I'm saying you got to got to go to work got to go to school you know people need you and you need first of all you, you you need to be in a place where you know what I'm saying you are okay for yourself and then you know people outside of you you know need you and it's, it's so many different things that's just going on while you you know while you still have to grieve you know and you still you still have to go through the grieving process and you still have to figure out um pretty much how to go about your day-to-day life when this big part of your life is no longer here and that is the part that you know a lot of times people don't really understand or a lot of times they don't really talk about um I'm just saying like just kind of like some of the different things that I had a hard time with with people saying and you know I'm sharing this by you know not throwing shade on anybody and by no means am I you know uh, feeling some type of way towards people that have said this. Um, but I think when we lose people, um, like death is such a, it's a touchy topic. It's a very sensitive topic. It's like kind of like walking on eggshells. Like you kind of, you know, you tread lightly. You're not really sure what to say. Um, if you do say something, you're just kind of like, did I say the right thing or, you know, (laughs) different things like that. But me personally, Um, some of the things that I had a hard time with when my mom passed was people saying, I'm sorry. Um, it's, 
of course, you know, like it's the default in a sense. It's like the go-to, you know, like, oh, they passed. Oh, I'm so sorry, you know, that they passed. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's for me, it was always difficult. Even when I lost my dad, um, it was always a difficult saying for me because when I was a kid, I was like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> like, why are you apologizing? Um, so, you know, there's that. But the I'm sorry always, I, I don't know, sometimes I always kind of hurt a little bit more because it was, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel anything. It didn't replace um, the person that I lost. You know what I'm saying? Saying I'm sorry, it just, you know, it didn't really replace the person that, you know, that you, that you lose. Um, another saying I had trouble with um, was she was in a better place. And this was early on in the grieving process um, because I would say, well, her better place isn't here with me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's in a better place. She's not here with me. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it may be a better place for her, but it's not for me. So, and, and that goes into that, you know, that anger part of grief, which, you know, like I said, I'm going to talk about um, each one of the different stages in the weeks to come in, in, in my series. But, um, yeah, so that was a difficult one for me. Um, another one that was difficult for me because it was true, and it, but in that time of grief, grief it was very conflicting. Um, she wouldn't want you to feel bad. She wouldn't. She would want you. She wouldn't. She would want you to live. That was always hard for me because how am I supposed to live on without? the main person in my life not here you know um yeah so these are my own personal sayings that were just so difficult um for me but I think there's so many different days where I replay the day that I went to the hospital to see her um and just kind of like no it was almost kind of like knowing that this was it kind of thing now, anybody who knew my mom and her journey with her health over like maybe the last like 17 years, um, my mom defied every single medical odd that ever came up against her. Like, it was so crazy how she was able, like, like the doctors would say, doctors would give us a diagnosis when I say us to say me you know like her sisters and you know all our family um they would give us a diagnosis that was not something good <laughs> or it would be something that would in a sense kind of like hint at something that wasn't going to be good and there were so many different times where I remember we had to prepare ourselves for you know for her transition for her to pass and every single time she would literally defy the odds and not just defy them like you know what I'm saying like she would be okay but she would be she would be great you know what I'm saying she will be able to walk out of the hospital i remember one time she had broke her um um she had broke her leg no she had broke her foot and um i just remember like doctors saying she was not going to be able to walk ever again and that lady got up like <laughs> I kid you not with the boot 
like during like with doing therapy and everything like that got up and was walking and recovering so it was so amazing to to witness that to know like you know what I'm saying doctors they of course they can have their diagnosis they can do you know what I'm saying they can only give you information up to a certain point but I but I love so much you know what I'm saying like but God has a last say and you know what I'm saying so it that was always the amazing thing was you know doctors said this but she was like okay and then we'll come on the other come off to the other side of it and so that was just always so miraculous and you know so amazing about her and you know she fought those years to be to be here that was her thing um and so you know for me it was so difficult when I went to the hospital that day because I remember going there and I just remember saying this I think this is it you know because during the the process of, of her being six so last year so 2022 she was pretty much sick from like mid-June up until she died in July. So we had moments where, you know, it was really, really, really bad. And then we got in a place where, you know, she was in recovery that we, you know, that we thought, and then she passed. So, you know, going back to the different stages of grief, I, I really sat in anger for a while because I was so frustrated because I was just kind of like, she was recovering. She was getting ready, you know, saying she had six weeks of recovery um, because she had had, you know, strokes. When I, and I did, I said strokes with an S. Um, so she was able to get out of the hospital and then she went to a rehab facility where she was getting, you know, physical therapy and stuff. And so, you know, we're, we're in the process of thinking like, okay, she's getting better. And so it was like, when she died, it, there was a lot of anger, um, a lot of anger for me. But I just remember, you know, going to the hospital and I just remember seeing her. And um, my aunt had called me before I got to the hospital and she had told me, you know, doctors, um, um, her dialysis was, they were trying to do dialysis with her and they could only keep her on the machine for 10 minutes. And, you know, if you know anything about dialysis, you know, anything like that. So dialysis is if the kid, so dialysis is for your kidneys when they don't work. So what ends up happening is dialysis is a machine that basically, you know, cleans out your blood and puts it back in. So that is critical to kidney patients. And she was in stage five. So it was critical. Like she could not miss any treatments. So um, when my aunt called me, she said, Ashley, they can only do dialysis for 10 minutes because her heart rate kept dropping and that I feel like that's when I knew because if they couldn't do dialysis even just one day it was critical to her life and they could not do it um and what ended up putting her in the hospital the second time that led to this time um was that she had a seizure and um her heart kept um slowing down um, so what ended up happening was, um, when she said that they couldn't do, do dialysis, like I was preparing myself when we got to the hospital, when I got to the hospital. So I get there and I see her and I literally have to leave the room. And, and if, and if, and if you've ever, if you know how I am with my mom, like I'm there, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I'm there. 
And I felt like in that moment to see her, like I just couldn't. And I walked out of the room and I remember my aunt had to come get me. It was just, you know, it was, um, it was a very heavy moment for me. Um, and I just remember what is, what is so crazy. I just remember, um, she was, they couldn't get her blood pressure to read on the monitor. They, by this time, like, you know, she's, she's, you know, slowly starting to, you know, starting to pass. They couldn't get a, a blood pressure on her. They had been trying for almost like an hour. Um, and they tried to put her on different blood pressure, you know, medicines to be able so they could get a reading. What was so crazy was uh, like maybe 10 or 15 minutes before she passed, they took her off of the blood pressure meds and then they were able to get a reading, which, you know, we kind of, we were just kind of like, that's crazy. It's almost kind of like, I, like we kind of took it as God's last time of saying like, you know, I, I'm still in control. I still got it. You know, um, I just remember, um, going to where her head was when she was laying in bed and I just kind of like wrapped my arms around her and just kind of you know held her and you know just kind of like kissed her on the forehead and just kind of you know rocked her or whatever and I didn't even know when the monitor uh started showing that her heart rate was zero but her heart rate was zero like you know I'm okay y'all like I'm <laughs> like it, it, I, I'm, it sounds like I'm kind of like you know but um I'm good like I'm the the point that I'm 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 talking about this. This was, if I could say, of um, 2022. This losing my mom was the heaviest thing ever that I had to walk through this year. Um, I cannot stress enough about finding ways to manage losing somebody or losing something um because going through those different stages of grief it can really make you feel like you are losing your mind and that's how I felt most days um but it was when she passed and I knew that there was not gonna be another her defying the odds against what the doctors say like that the time we had it before was the last time and I was y'all I was praying for it I was like God just please just do it one more time just you know like God this would be the best time to do it because you know like give us like the Lazarus experience like if you know if you're unfamiliar with the Lazarus Lazarus experience basically like in the Bible you know Lazarus had been dead for a long period of time and then you know Jesus came and like called out to him and he woke up he was already dead so I'm sitting here like like God like please like let her have like the Lazarus experience like I know like she's like she's gone but like bring her back like I was just trying to be hopeful for anything because I could not wrap my mind around the fact that this is for real so 2022 you know what I'm saying she passed in July but I like I said that I feel like was the entire like that entire year losing my mom was so heavy it was such a heavy thing. And, you know, I just, I think about, you know, so many different people who have lost family members um, or, 
have lost, you know, their homes or, um, you know, have lost their kids. You know, it's, it's crazy. There's so many different things when we say loss, you know, it doesn't always have to mean death, but just loss. And it's so important that those topics get talked about because usually it's just kind of like, oh, well, we talk about them like because that person left, that person's gone or that thing is gone. So, you know, you hear people say all the time, hey, man, you just got to move on. You just got to move on. Um, and that's easier said on the other side of it. But when you're going through it, it's like, how do I do that? Like, how do I get up every morning and go about my day knowing that the person or the thing that I cared about the most is no longer there? You know what I'm saying? So that's why for the next seven weeks, I believe I'm there's seven stages of grief for the next seven weeks. I'm going to be talking about each one of those different um, stages of grief and how you can combat it and how you can go about it um, in a way that's going to be, that's not going to just be like, Oh, well, I just experienced them, but not just, you know, going through them, but getting over to the other side of it because grief, you can get to the other side of it. It may not feel like it. It literally may feel as though, you know, every single day is, you know, a struggle. And every single day you're just like, man, I just don't want to do this anymore. And I'm going to talk about those. I'm going to talk about my experience with that as well. And when it comes to those, those stages of grief, y'all, I'm going to be trying, I'm going to really be as transparent as I can. Um, because sometimes like my, not my fear, but it's like, you know, what would people think if they knew that, you know, this and that, but I just kind of feel like if I'm, if I'm weighing what, what people will think about me versus can my experience help somebody? I really feel like I'm going to focus on maybe this can help somebody. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just one person, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't care if I help. I don't care if one person gets help from what I said. That's one person less that doesn't have to um, feel like they're hopeless and that there's nothing else that's going to be good or great in the world. So, y'all, man, so that is my, um, pretty much my experience of, you know, going ghost for the time that I have of course they're gonna there's some other things that did transpire and like I said I'm gonna be talking about them in later episodes um when topic comes up but y'all I'm back please make sure that you know you tune in every Sunday at six o'clock central standard time to the girl code 101 podcast I like I said I am in full swing I am back so it is going to it's going back to consistent every Sunday my hiatus is over and like I said I've come back with some new material that I really feel like is going to be so effective if you tune in if you listen and not only listen but if you apply it because you can listen all day you could be like hey man that was a good podcast and never take the advice you know what I'm saying and 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 apply it but um for sure if you tune in, listen, and apply it, I promise you, you will see the results. So yeah, I am so grateful that you tuned in. Like I said, please keep coming back. Um, Please share this episode and any previous episodes and any episodes to come with a friend. Um, Always go to the Apple um, podcast and leave a review. 
Um, Those reviews are super helpful when it comes to this podcast getting more acknowledgement um, as far as um, what it stands for and being able to be placed in higher categories to be more accessible for people to hear. Um, Share it on your Facebook, your Instagram. Um, Like I said, thank you for every single person that DM'd me, um, asked me about the relaunch of this podcast. I am just so grateful um, to be able to have this platform to be able to um, share the different things that I'm passionate about and that I feel would be beneficial to people. So remember, tune in next week, six o'clock Central Standard Time. We're going to be starting um, a new series where we're going to be talking about the five stages of grief. And how to combat the different emotions and the different situations that come with those um, stages of grief. I love you all. Thank you so much. Like I said, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the movement. And for my listeners that have been faithful and that have been consistent, I thank you so, so much. You're the bomb. Yes. Love y'all. Bye.